welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan's Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Well, hello, Dewey. Well done. How are you keeping, sir? <laughs> this, this question again. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's been a busy week, and uh, obviously we, we put this off a bit, didn't we, because of the uh, the busy week and stuff. So I'm ready. I'm prepped. I've got a head full of shit that I need to uh, uh, to unleash. Expunge. So uh, yeah, expand. What a great word that is. Is that a word? Yeah, that's a word. Expunge. No, no. <laughs> Real words from my brain out of my mouth. <laughs> good, good. So yeah, I'm ready for it, mate. I'm ready for it. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, for the first time of recording, I've actually got a beer on the go. It's a oh, so cold, cold brew coffee beer, Guinness. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, fancy as hell. <laughs> it's actually an old man's vodka Red Bull. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I mean, I guess technically, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it bears that comparison. There was one the other day. It was in um, the local shop here, and there was one of these cans. It looked like is that a monster? And I looked, but it was in the alcohol section, and right. it wasn't monster, but it was that. It was caffeinated si- fruit cider. Oh Jesus! And I thought, Christ. how the fuck is that legal? Yeah, fucking that's hell. just like the end. That's like, oh, lovely. Are you, are you drinking monster for a while? I still feel sad. Have this before like designed, work and driving a van <laughs> designed for 14 year olds in fields, isn't it? As well, yeah. 14 year olds in fields hell. and 51 year old plumbers. You just find like the more little, the fucking yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's, there's like a natural continuum that meets at that end. Yeah, commonality. <laughs> It's <laughs> gone by already, then. Jesus. It has indeed. It has indeed. Anyway, anyway, the topic of the week, just to cheer you up, is climate change. Back of that. Hey. Oh, we we. I think we we always kind of aimed when we began these to sort of go for something that stimulated thought, stimulated <laughs> debate, got people thinking. Um, <laughs> I think it was pretty inevitable that we were going to go for probably arguably the most the single most important thing to be facing humanity now or ever probably well yeah but anyone who doesn't say yes to that question is just that's a good question what should happen to them should you like should you you, i'm not feeling like we're already getting into you (laughs) jenny no i'm not like to the guillotine or anything like that i'm just thinking like you fear them there's one on the phone in this morning when they were talking about um Oh my god, that's probably something we need to cover as well about this sewage that's going into the sea. I can't, yeah. my, you know, my, my head is beginning to hurt just saying those words in <laughs> 2020, whatever the fuck it is. But, but they were talking about um, that. Oh, the reason that that is happening has got nothing to do with climate change, mm. uh, and it's all to do with Victorian sewers. You know, they're, yeah. they're all old yeah, yeah, and yeah. this that, and the other, which of course is a contributing factor. But the phone in host was like. I did, did, 
you know, climate change, are you doing it? She tried to bring it back. And at the end, she said, she was like, yes, all right, there is climate change. Like, just like, <laughs> broke it down because she was doing all the classic stuff. Oh, there was a heat wave in the 70s. We were fine. Then it, yeah, then it didn't yeah. rate, you know, she goes, you go, fuck yourself, Sylvia. <laughs> sorry, I, you know, you've never, not even fucking set the scene yet. And I'm no, off, sorry. No, 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 no scene setting <laughs> needed. I mean, you only have to switch on the TV and start crying every single fucking day it's it's one of those things where like well, that's I all that's with cbb's never mind anything else <laughs> that's my wife tea, anyway la that's la we're all gonna drown <laughs> <laughs> is that the I... fifth evil <laughs> drowning pestilence and uh, a crippling lack of biodiversity <laughs> i think i think it's one of those things the last kind of last few years i've sort of decided right let's try and dedicate my life to positive change in the world and let's try and sort of get to a point in my i don't know 70s 80s 90s where i i'm on my deathbed and i kind of look back at what i've achieved in my life and the world is still fucked but i've not been part of fucking it up or or i've sort of if I have fucked it up here anyway, I've more than enough sort of balanced it out with some positive actions. Yeah. And okay. I think that we all as a species need to do that. I think we particularly need to do that if we live in the UK and if we have an income above a certain amount and if we kind of live a fairly comfortable life. I think a good kind of rule of thumb is do you have a TV subscription service? If you do, you're probably okay. <laughs> that's right. that's my kind of rule of thumb for like barometer of poverty. Have you ever been to a food bank? No. Do you have a subscription to Netflix? Yep. Okay, you need to sort something. You need to you need to get off your ass and actually contribute. Not not that I'm gonna come around and like what you know, chop done. off people's heads. Well, well that's not controversial. That's not, right. You you have you've never been to a food bank, have you? No, no, no. Exactly. Do you have a TV subscription service? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you? You can also... only like, open a clinic and get people to come in. And this, like, <laughs> this, this form and there's two questions on there. This Go room this for you, that room for the. So the showers this... on. <laughs> this is the indoctrination cupboard. <laughs> come this way. <laughs> We will change the way you think. <laughs> We've got this innate thing as a human, don't we? That we, um, this is not criticism at all because we all do it, but we have this innate thing of like, it's stereotyping, isn't it? It's just like getting like basic information said, yes, because of this, you are this. <laughs> and we know well, it's like not true, but it's, it's so just, much fun. It's, it's so just, much fun. I like, enjoy same... it so much. Same as what happened in uh, Cambodia with the Khmer, Khmer Rouge, where they took anyone who wore glasses and classified them as a bourgeoisie kind of uh, academic intellectual type. And therefore they were persecuted and killed, which is fucking terrifying when you're wearing glasses from Specsavers. Yeah. You can <laughs> see a guy being caught like, oh, there's sunglasses, I promise. <laughs> I, I can see perfectly fine. <laughs> No, I mean, I th- I don't know. I sort of feel like may- maybe it's because Hollywood films have always been a reflection of the struggles of society. But I feel like we're about to or we are kind of currently entering some kind of Hollywood disaster movie. And as a result, we have the opportunity 
to be heroes. Not necessarily because any of us individually. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. It's just like, you know, nobody can see this, but your face, like you're saying like really funny things. But you're just totally like, no, oh, this is a serious point. I'm sorry. I just didn't digest it further. <laughs> we can all be heroes. We can be heroes just for one day. <laughs> oh, but sorry. I mean, no, no, no. Like, because I think I feel like, as much as we've sort of bitched about capitalism and stuff and bitched about consumer society, I feel that everyone individually can contribute to making a difference. Where that falls down is where you actually look at the kind of the science of it and the numbers and the reality that ultimately the things that are really pushing it over the edge are because of the way money is distributed and because of the you know the way that our energy systems work i mean you've only got to look at the situation between germany's energy system and russia and the gas mm-hmm. and you know the sanctions and the invasion of ukraine and all that bullshit and the way that we kind of you know still support the saudi regime despite massive human rights abuses and it, all of this all of this various kind of bits of bullshit across the political spectrum where people kind of turn a blind eye or actively support people doing awful things because we're so reliant on fossil fuels and mm-hmm. yeah i think i'm not a very emotional person but i'm pretty sure actually this is why i haven't fucking drunk i reckon by the end of this episode i might cry a bit <laughs> it's a safe space <laughs> well yeah Dewey. i mean i think that after last week's episode loneliness and now we've got climate change i'm uh yeah getting pretty emotional especially with this beer on my side it's uh it's not not a good position to be in. But well, if this week doesn't get you, the next few weeks will. Is my feeling. <laughs> just a, just you. a hunch. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> no, I think like uh, just such the, the format wait. of the podcast where where he actively demonstrates to the camera his emotions. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he lives. He's not a path. Oh, he's oh, not a on. fucking stone man. But no, it's like I think. With climate change, like everything, of course, people power and it's chicken and egg, and you know, like demand for so demand from the consumer of wanting, you know, a climate friendly product or whatever will drive companies to want to do it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a chicken and egg, isn't it? Who does it first? Yeah. And yeah. but as usual, just like the little guy gets fucked constantly. And the little guy, the little guy is you and me, by the way, and everyone else. The little guy gets fucked constantly, and the little guy is made to feel like shit because they, you know, buy a certain product or they buy plastic or they use a plastic straw. Yeah, Yeah. when that is potentially maybe the only thing on offer, you know, when when capitalism is the whole idea of 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 the supporters of capitalism is that gives you choice you know and it gives you uh, options and drives down costs because of competition but in actual fact when it comes to kind of products with fossil fuels you know it's usually a choice uh, like an example here as i as i've given to people many a time which fucking just confuses the fuck out of me (laughs) is obviously now they um they charge don't they attacks plastic bags yeah yeah Oh, no, yeah, but apparently it has worked, and that that's great. Of course, it's like sixty. What was that? I just, I've totally made that number up, by the way. But didn't it didn't it sound believable? Sixty percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was convinced. That. Don't was fact convinced. check that. Let's be, no, say sixty-one. Sixty-one. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Approximately 61. circa sixty-one percent reduction in the use of single-use <laughs> plastic bags. But anyway, um, so I do that. So I go to 
Aldi usually, and I do my shop. Oh shit, I've forgotten my bags or whatever. So you you get you have to purchase the bags because you know you, you can't get them back yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very well. Otherwise, I'm just gonna like, fucking tins of tuna. You know, one mental <laughs> in my boot, and then of course you look back at your conveyor belt, and absolutely everything on eighty percent. It's covered in sorry, eighty-three percent of everything you buy <laughs> is just caked in plastic. Yeah, you know, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, and it just really yeah. fucks me over. And that's totally linked again to the bigger picture. So I agree with you. Yes, we can, we can do small things, but you know, sometimes I'll get shit off my dad for not putting, a, a, you know, um, oh, accidentally put a yogurt pot in the. In the black bin oh, instead God. of putting it, wrath to wrath, yeah, wrath to them. But I'm like, I'm so sorry, but China <laughs> are burning coal at a volume <laughs> that is equal to a, a gagillion yogurt pots per second, probably. Yeah, so yeah, until yeah, that yeah. shit is sorted, yeah. yes, I'm happy to do my bit and I'll recycle and do a little bit. But fuck me, well, I don't think we need to like feel feel very much guilty. No, I mean. I think I think I guess I guess what I'm kind of talking about is more symbolic than I don't think it's healthy to get into the whole sort of guilt game because it's really easy, no matter how sort of pure your lifestyle is, to feel incredible guilt because of the impact that you're having. Um, because, you know, ultimately, if you're completely self-sufficient and living off grid and living really sustainably, ultimately you're still going to have a pretty shitty impact on the planet just by virtue of being human and by being imperfect nothing's ever going to be good enough but at the same time like i think i think that thing about consumer power but also voting power and also i think when it comes to it like probably down the line i think it'll probably be too late but at some point revolution where we realise that the number of people that are maintaining the system as it is and the number of people that want the system to change are completely disproportionate. And so therefore, if the if the people that actually want to see the system change in some kind of coordinated fashion were to just walk over to the people who were in, in charge, things would change automatically because there's no, you know, there wouldn't, there's not a sort of balanced power dynamic there. It's not, they're not actually in power a lot of it is just because of the systems that be at the moment. And the reason why the systems that be at the moment are still maintained is because they've been developed over hundreds, you know, probably arguably over thousands of years. And you're going to get a point where the system breaks down because climate change has such a severe impact that capitalism starts to collapse, society starts to collapse, and therefore the people will rise up naturally but what form that takes and what... And it will of... be too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not necessarily yeah. for the end of humanity, but it will be too late to, you know, to have a... to keep things the status quo. Well, we know that anyway, but without doing some severe damage is what I'm going through, I think. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. The planet, the, like, a lot, I don't know what, you know, I'm, I'm not... I don't know enough to kind of estimate how many people will die, but I am guessing that quite a lot of people are going to die and it's not, it's not a good thing. And it's a, yeah, cheery fucking topic, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of death. Yeah. But of course, what, you know, fossil fuels, oil extraction and all that has led to the quality of life that we all experience as well. So I'm thinking, well, without it, if I'm looking at it from the other side, not necessarily the other side, just looking at it from a bit further away. Perspectives. Yeah, yeah, perspective yeah. further away is like it's given us absolutely everything, you know, absolutely. from, you know, absolutely. giving us the quality of life. But I agree to you, we have to, as a, 
humanity have to say, you know, but as you say, we know this, don't we? But the political will isn't there just yeah. because we've yeah. always talked about this before short term, four well, year you can, terms. You can, you can see it, you can see it with the leadership elections. Like, I'm pretty sure um, Truss recently came out saying that she wanted to basically not put. <laughs> I can't remember the exact quote, but basically she doesn't believe the field should be covered in solar panels. Oh, and at, at the same time, she wants to see a clean energy future. So it's it's like that that kind of double think or no, not double think hypocrisy that just doesn't work. And you basically have this position where there will still be large amounts of conservatives voting for her. And come the election, there will still be people who are not conservatives voting for her. Because of the dynamic that we have currently on. I remember, yeah. just, just to pick up on that, so to cut across yeah. you, no, no, that, go on, is, go on. that is factually incorrect. So, all solar, for, for example, I know 100% because my, my, my dad, obviously, he owns a bit of uh, land over here. And a yeah. solar company has um, approached him oh, and, cool. and asked about, just, you know, very exploratively for a solar yeah. farm. And it categorically says, and we know over here in North Wales, there are solar farms. You, The sheep are still there. Hey. The, the, the panels are raised above and sheep are allowed to carry on so they're in that, the, so, so so she said like... are you for solar farms whatever the question was I'm sorry but I believe there are fields for sheep they're fucking the sheep are still there <laughs> so it was a lie it's incorrect oh, sorry I misspoke go and fuck yourself I fuck I tell you what mate I, all these I misspoke you know I, I go fucking come on I'm 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 almost certain that when I've when I've, I've been in trouble in work, I'm pretty sure I've used <laughs> I misspoke. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a fucking good. That's one point. that you can open the showers and say like, right, miss, did you say misspoke? Did you just go, go and have a fucking get wash there. there. Get, get, have a gas wash in there, mate. <laughs> fucking oh, hell! Jesus but no, God. you're right. It's just, and I'm I I've totally done. I'm gonna say it, Dan. I'm gonna go say it. I'm I'm feeling politically hopeless. I've, re- oh. I've yeah, I've re- I've reached the stage. I've watched the debates. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. What the fuck? You live in Wales. <laughs> yeah. Like last time I checked, like didn't you guys elect a Senedd member for Plaid in Anglesey? Uh Senedd member, yeah, we were Plaid Cymru here for Yeah. Yeah. So why the fuck are you feeling hopeless? Uh, because of the national conversation, and I feel even oh. though there is devolution, uh, devolution, I totally understand that. Yeah. Um, and I, we are protected to a certain point. You know, it, devolution is not the answer. You know, it's not political. You know, I'm for independence and stuff like that. But we're still hugely influenced by what happens in in Whitehall. That's, That's the be all and yeah. end all of it. And unfortunately, our media, which is so much more powerful. You know, the news is 45, 50 minutes of Britain, yeah. i.e. England, and then 10 minutes of Wales fucking today at the end. Yeah, you know, unless yeah. unless you speak Welsh and you can watch the S4C news. And to be honest, a bit, bit of that's national as well. But but yeah, I'm, I, I'm politically fucking... Um, I know I've watched too many YouTube clips uh, as well, uh, but I'm, I am feeling politically hopeless because of the, what, the discussion and how upfront... 
they all are within these hustings and it's like gang culture when they say yeah. stuff like this all and like yeah clapping and i'm like i'm t- i'm actually worried and terrified because we know conservatives you know i understand you know you're gonna i'm not conservative you know spoiler alert but all the moderate conservatives that you could potentially see okay i know you look at society different we're yeah. talking about the moderates clank clark yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory Stewart, David Gork, they have been purged by Johnson. So moderate conservatism doesn't even exist. Yeah. yeah now yeah. it's just fucking, you know, it's blue UKIP, basically. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. the country seems to be fucking happy with it. I think, I mean, I, you know, when you said you kind of, you feel like devolution isn't the answer. Um, I feel like it's an open door and we don't really know what's on the other side. So I wouldn't say categorically it's not the answer. I'm not saying it is the answer, but I feel that politically England has gone so far over to the right that Wales and Scotland and increasingly the kind of debates in Ireland are so far, far over to the left. Like, I mean, if I if you look at um, I read an article today by Joshua Rosenberg, who's a legal journalist analyzing the pre-action stuff for the there's a court case about to happen in a couple of months. Uh, well, could be may or may not happen with the Supreme Court where the basically the I'm going to get this wrong, but basically the legal representative of the Scottish government has uh, written to the Supreme Court to say, is is it within is it is the question is it is the referendum a reserve matter so it is is it basically legal for the for scott for the scottish government to um have a referendum with, with, without uh yeah yeah exactly and what would the legal impact be of that decision um you know wh- whichever way it went and i think that it's bloody fascinating because i mean obviously wales isn't there but Scotland seems to be, you know, I mean, they wouldn't be bloody going for a second one if there wasn't a big groundswell of of a lot of Scottish people yeah, wanting Yeah, it's this. doing, the hilarious thing is they call the Conservative and Unionist Party, but I think, <laughs> you know, since the dawn of time, basically, you know, the Conservatives have never, I don't believe, they've been in power in Scotland. They, they certainly haven't been in here since the revolution. We've always been Labour. Yeah. So there's this huge political divide anyway, constantly. Yeah. And in the, in the hustings, again, you know, I don't necessarily support Labour. Um, but they were very critical of Mark Drakeford and the things about Labour and stuff, sure. and I just thought they were totally and utterly just like out of order. And he he responded in a very you know professional way, and he said something like sure. they, they asked him you know what have you got to say about them, and he just said uh, I, I've got nothing to add about what they've said about each other, which I thought was <laughs> a fantastic comeback. To be fair to him, so. Yeah, but it's going to split up the uh, the United Kingdom, isn't it, at the end of the day? So that might be a positive out of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling politically... politically, yeah, I've, yeah, I am at the moment. And I feel like I'm just watching the Titanic just, like, crash into a wall. Yeah. And it's 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 scary. It, it, it's terrifying. And, you know, let's bring it back to the topic, of course, is that we know once you're in that part of the political spectrum, mm. those people who feel that that's where they are politically automatically in my opinion going to care less about climate change aren't they they're going to be fucking capitalist have you heard about charter cities no no no, no. go on so rishi sunak, rishi sunak is a per- like a supporter of charter cities 
which is basically you pick an area, a town, a province or whatever of a country and you basically um, you strip it of all regulations. So you and basically let capitalism rip. So you don't, yeah, you don't basically, you know, you, you can murder people or whatever. But you just, you just literally say, all right, regulations, you know, planning, things like that. You, you, there's no rules, so they just been picking area, just like rip it and go for it. That's apparently something similar was the start of Hong Kong. Okay, they just like okay, well, just right. let let rip. Of course, it's just yeah, money yeah. and make people become rich. So, yeah, and it's yeah. terrifying that the it's like picking a cancer, isn't it? Do I want testicular cancer or brain <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. or pancreatic? Well, there's a ninety percent <laughs> chance I'm gonna die pancreatic. I'll just take the ball cancer. But you're actually choosing cancer, you know. So, and I've got no say. I've got no yeah. say. I mean, you could join, couldn't you? You could join. Are they even stopped that. Tempted? So they, they you Have know, they stopped that. Yeah, apparently, like it. when the lease start started, like they're saying, oh yeah, the, it's going to begin it. the candidacy. Yeah, they closed it there and then. Oh. But it's a democracy, mate. It is a democracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently, what, sorry, what, we're off topic there, aren't we? No, no, no. Let's let's bring it back. I mean, there's two things that I want to bring bring up. Um, part of my sort of movement towards going towards going to university was my mum buying me a book called Dare to Be Great by Polly Higgins. Um, Polly Higgins was a lawyer based in Glasgow who campaigned for the law of ecocide. And basically, it's like genocide, but for the planet. And there's a massive international campaign at the moment to pass it into international legislation and also into various national legislations. And it kind of made me think, like, do you do you think that that could be a solution? And also, second question, follow up to that is, if it is a solution, do you think that we're going to see sort of a, a Nuremberg part two of, of you know, years down the line as society collapses? Are we going to be rounding up the oil oil execs and the, the politicians of societies that have long since collapsed and shooting them? We, we explain <laughs> that first bit again about, about the, 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 the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, I didn't quite... So, well, ba- basically, you know, like there's... Um, Law Against Genocide, Crimes Against Humanity, where if you yeah. do really naughty things and you kill and rape lots of people, you get hauled in front of the courts and the courts tell you, very naughty, we're going to lock you up for a very, very long time. Yeah, that was a dark day for me. <laughs> He's recording this from a prison cell. And, and then Ecocide is basically the mirror of that. But instead of it being crimes against humanity, it's crimes against the planet. So okay. th- things like running an oil company deliberately spreading misinformation, maybe repeatedly um, destroying large swathes of the environment. A really good example would be, um, I'll mispronounce his name, but Bolsonaro, the Brazilian uh, leader, and the the kind of the impact that he's had on the Amazon rainforest and turning large amounts of it into farmland. Um, So it's it's that kind of thing. I, I wondered what your general opinion on I've I've asked lawyers this question and and they always come back very kind of lawyerish. Yeah, very sort of on the fence. Uh, most of them, but yeah, what what's your what's your thoughts as a? I, th- as a I think it's getting to a stage where it's going to take something like that for us to see the action because at the end of the day, I think every well, I, well not every but a lot of you know the voluntary and goodwill avenues have been exhausted you know go back to cop 26 when everybody was sat around the table and all these islands saying unless you do something we're going to drown 
and yeah. just everything is usually watered down into a weak squash by the end of it. So at the end of the day, probably legislation is the tool. And and again, yeah, Bolsonaro, if he chops down, you know, 10 hectares of Amazon rainforest, then he has got to go to jail for a year. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, he probably yeah, yeah. deserves it, like you, me, or whatever, would never think of doing that anyway. So I can't, I can't, I can't see an argument against that, to be totally honest with you. And at the end of the day, this is all we have. You know, sometimes I walk through the house. I don't know if you get this, which is my fucking head. I'll just be walking through like the corridor, and it'll just pop into my head. Oh yes, I am on a rock, floating through endless space. <laughs> yeah, just you know, floating yeah, around a star that, that could just go out, out of like any moment. And this is all there is, you know, yeah, yeah, for yeah, us yeah, humans. Yeah. So. At the end of the I mean, day, I, I find that quite comforting because it's it's one of those things where like, I, look at, I look at the massive impact of climate change, like the kind of the, the actual anxiety and stress it causes me. And then I realize that I'm less significant than an ant. And I'm I'm literally just a tiny bit of flotsam and jetsam floating yeah. through space. And again, none a lot, of this really matters. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I think, yeah, a lot of the climate people like don't give a shit also feel like that and think, oh, I won't be here then. And, it, and yeah, I am insignificant, yeah. so why should I do something? So there's two ways of, yeah. of kind of looking at it, I suppose, but it's to do with what if we've got soul. But again, going back to, <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, I think I think uh, I've got absolutely nothing against that. Have you? Uh, what is the argument against it? I, mean, I, think, I think the argument against it is how effective it would actually be. I think in principle, everyone agrees that, oh, yeah, that'd be probably a quite good idea. But if you look at sort of genocide laws, they've tended to be historically quite biased towards a certain type of offender. So, for example, you know, I mean, there's there's been broad criticisms of them. that They've tended to target African war criminals more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a kind of a racial dimension to it, um, you could say. Um, and and okay. with with the kind of eco side thing, there is there is already lots of environmental legislation. We've seen a massive. I don't, I'm not going to pull numbers out of my ass, but over the last couple of years, there's been a massive increase in climate change litigation, um, and it's quite oh, fascinating. That? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, it's gone through the fucking roof. It's hilarious because like a few years ago, when I was thinking about doing this masters, and like. I was like, you know, sort of not on the fence. I was definitely going to do it, but it was very much in the black box of, oh, yeah, that will happen at some point. <laughs> and I feel like it's sort of, you know, everything that's, you know, case sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Because now I'm studying climate change litigation is going through the fucking roof. Environment. I've spoken to two different environmental lawyers recently who both independently told me that they are regularly harassed on LinkedIn by recruiters going, come work for our, our law firm. Because oh, really? they've got ex- yeah, yeah, genuinely, genuinely. Like, in fact, they, you know, bear in mind, I'm not going to be in that position. These are people with a few years um, post-qualification experience as environmental lawyers. But, they're, you know, recruiters want them because so many law firms now want environmental lawyers. You know, these departments are kind of springing up. And and climate change litigation and companies are having to consider these priorities it's big style. You know, it's affecting yeah, insurance, yeah. it's affecting banking, it's affecting, you know, massive international finance. It's it's coming. The problem is, is that it's also it, genuine positive change isn't coming at the same pace. What's coming is large multinational corporations going, we have to pretend that we're doing something. Large governments going we have to pretend we're doing something and not enough is actually being done to actually change anything. No one is thinking, right, I'm never going to fucking take another flight in my life. No one is thinking I'm not going to have a child. 
um, you know, I'm going to go out and adopt one and fucking dress them in weaved yogurt or something. So it's like it's one of those things where we none of us are doing enough. And yeah, we should probably all just die. But yeah, it does. That's again, global doing climate positive uh, business decisions is incompatible with profit margins i suppose in the large majority of cases is it unless the demand if unless the people again it goes back to that demand and choose that they are willing to pay more because all the people are fucked by capitalism anyway because they don't have a proper income so it's this just goes all the way around but, and but just this, this is the issue is that we you know we prioritize profit and economic growth above all else and if you actually look at what's going to sustain us you know the, the old adage of you can't eat money um, but you can sit underneath a tree and you can breathe in the the oxygen and and so on. And, you know, you need every little creature, even if you wander into. I mean, good case in point has been even just little things like the impact on Ukraine, Ukraine, the kind of breadbasket of the world, all of this grain being produced yeah. and not being able to go off the shore for months and the impact that that's had on food prices around the world. Now. I mean, one of the big things that I wanted to bring up is biodiversity, because, I mean, maybe I live in a not particularly sort of natural part of the, the world. But even when I was back in Wales, I was quite disappointed, I guess. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I'm just sort of more conscious about this recently than I have been historically, but it feels like there are less bugs around, there are less birds around. More of our land is more homogenous. We're not you know, it's not been a priority for us for many, many years. Yeah, it's and a it's, thing, it's isn't it? Yeah. 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 Do you have, do you have a garden? Do I, do I have a garden? No, no, it's just grass and we call it a garden. You should do you mean wild. flowers or do you just mean like a patch of... Well, soil that oilage. you own. Soil that you own. <laughs> 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 well, you go that to an estate agent. This place must have soil that I will own after Burgess. Do you mean a garden? Yes. <laughs> Yes, Dan, I own soil. <laughs> That's the kind of thing I would say to an estate agent. Can I own soil, please? It's one of the things that's like, I mean, we, we love our flat and like it's it's great living here. But one of the things that was quite gutting is not having a garden. Like the other the other week, we had about we had about 32 or 33 degrees down here. Yeah. And we went to the park and it was just fucking barren, like literally like fucking depressingly yellow grass and just yeah just devoid of any life but so then you we were had the grass <laughs> yellow and devoid of life thanks <laughs> <laughs> something like that no for sure but like no it was just it was just very very depressing and it was just kind of a bit crap but then because we're in a flat we don't have anywhere outside that's yeah, our own that we can just sit in there's not around the apartment block either like a communal there's a little space. sort of there's a little kind of park well not a park but like a little sort of play area that you could does it have soil in. it does have soil and some <laughs> yellow grass as well but Lovely. it is largely devoid of life but i i do i don't know i kind of think if i went and sat there i would just come across as a bit creepy <laughs> with or with or without the children, I think I would just sit there and and freak everyone out. So, but then you'd water the grass and if you'd cry and things, and you'd be all right. <laughs> the tears of loneliness. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I guess because things are so or can be so depressing, I take a lot of joy in the little things. So, 
I've been walking to the gym recently rather than cycling and walked past a big lavender bush the other day and saw some bumblebees going around it, flying around. And it just made me very happy. And I think that when you look at like, I don't know, the amount of coal that China or India are burning or the decisions around nuclear that the UK government or the French government is making, you can get very, very upset. But ultimately, what is going to what effect is being upset going to have? Bugger all. Yeah. If you, if you but you need to be it, careful that you don't become apathetic then though, don't you? Because well no, but this this is the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not talking about kind of switching off and, and burying your head in the lavender bush. What I'm talking in about is being yeah, in the soil. Is being able to sustain not my soil. Not your soil. I'm not, not allowed in your soil. <laughs> yeah, your your soil. <laughs> Talking covered in, in yellow grass. But like the I guess what I'm talking about is you can sustain your own ability to carry on by putting your by smelling the lavender and by trying to enjoy the little bits of optimism that you can because otherwise you can't fucking carry on because it's so fucking insurmountable and shit and so likely to decimate large sectors of humanity because that's almost certain i think unless you smell the lavender you just fucking jump in front of a train yeah yeah it's true yeah it's true with most issues isn't it and i think it gets back i think to this issue where yes it's existential to us all we're gonna die and the place is on fire um it it's bigger than the people this in my opinion and it's bigger mm, no, than for the sure, people. for sure so, well i mean it's, that, it's I not, agree. That's to back up what you're thinking and trying to. Yes, it's bigger than the common person, I would say, but it's not bigger than people per se. I think people can make the difference. It's just the problem is that a huge amount of the wealth and power is concentrated in the hands of a, a very small minority. And we've got so much um, information, haven't we? Like, imagine what our actual purpose is that we fall out of our mother's vaginas with no information about this place that we inhabit not even really probably designed to know that it is a globe and yeah, that yeah. It, we are floating through space so we're just going to deal with all that shit and <laughs> it is best sometimes just get on your hands and knees pissed and smell the lavender really isn't it you know absolutely absolutely you should you should turn your the soil that you own into a you should rewild it because i i was walking along like we we live in kind of quite a well-to-do area and there's quite a few sort of manicured lawns but then I, the the one with the lavender bush has a very kind of wild looking garden where they've obviously just turned it back to nature. You should do that. Should well, we've unwilded, if anything, because we had like a patch that was with the house that had overgrown for ages, but it was actually disgusting. It was nothing like lavender. It was just like, you know, just horrible. Nature. You know, yeah, <laughs> well, it was, yeah. And it does bring it with it a certain amount of fucking pests as well. Especially if you live quite rurally, so. Uh, but no, yeah. Listen, I know the insects keep us going. Apparently, like if like bumblebees die, don't we die or something like that? Well, we certainly lose a huge amount of the food that we love, and yeah, I mean, I'd, I I don't know the stats again, but yeah, the light large amounts of people will large numbers of people will die. So it's uh, yeah, <laughs> I love that. We should we should have probably prefaced this episode with we will end this with. Uh, Large numbers of people will die. <laughs> you know the episode's over when may, we say that. May the, may the odds be ever in your favour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Jesus Christ. No, I mean, right. Well, yeah, let's let's wrap up before we slit our wrists. Um, <laughs> would do you want the? Uh, let's. I'll give you the the final thought. Uh, the final thought is well and truly, unfortunately, I think we are pretty fucked on this one. Uh, staying on <laughs> on on message, no, genuinely, I think that. A combination. Uh, what I think will happen is that change will happen because we know the technology is there. We know that the hydrogen is there, and for some weird apparent fucking reason, we're not doing it because it doesn't make any financial sense, even though we as human beings made up money. Um, so I think the technology is there, and it will happen when it needs to happen. But that moment of when it will happen will be a case of um, people dying, places constantly. Uh, you know being on fire and yeah just like the world having changed considerably permanently so it will be too late human beings will carry on um, but the population will be decimated by a good percentage and this is going to happen probably unfortunately in the next couple of generations it's not a great message to finish (laughs) on that but that's my gut feeling so we will reach a state of change because we know the technology is kind of there in a lot of sectors as i say with fuel and stuff Uh, but it will be too late when we actually do that make those changes um and yeah we're just whoever's left on earth will have to come up with a plan of how to survive within it (laughs) <laughs> well uh, do you disagree with folks? that <laughs> do you disagree with that or do you reckon that there's some or do you reckon uh, I, we haven't heard I, you this week yet saying no it's all fine society's gonna collapse we're all gonna come together live in small groups and sing kumbaya I, I i i disagree with part of it i don't think technology is the solution i think that it's an aspect of the solution and it's one of the sort of nice plus points of the advanced society or, you know, quote unquote, advanced society that we've formed. I think, however, it's a bit of a fig leaf. And I think ultimately the things that will actually produce positive change is just either societal collapse or societal revolution. And I don't necessarily think... There it is. (laughs) Well, fucking saying I'm predictable. But I mean, no, no, genuinely, because I think that, you know, if you look at kind of places... Tithin Tag is a is a great example, and I I fucking did I I linked you to kiss the kiss the ground, didn't I? Yeah. Did you watch it? No, I haven't yet. Not to be honest fucking with you, bastard. Watch it, watch it. Honestly, it's Sorry. fucking it's life changing. Well, it's not life changing. It's very, very, very good. It, I I feel that if we can come together as small communities and live on sustainable agricultural farms. Yeah, we will. We will. We might not survive, but at least we'll have the cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, the wonky ones. They would, the wonky still would accept a Tesco. Well, they, they might then. They'll have to like the wonky cucumbers would be like class A cucumbers. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. we know. We're all truly <laughs> fucked. And and the the other cucumbers will be tiny and radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have them. I'll have them get it done earlier. Oh, they'll be cheaper. Anyway, anyway, right. Well, uh, we're going off on one, so we'll wrap things up there. But as as always, it's been a pleasure. Been a pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for making me feel happy again. Speak to you soon. Ciao, mate.